Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises that manufacture here in America. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group, with your hosts, Tim Grady and Lou Wise. We're speaking with Anthony Nieves, who is the Non-Manufacturing Business Survey Committee Chair with the Institute for Supply Management. Anthony is going to give us some more information other than the number. As you know, we interview Brad Holcomb each month, and typically what you hear on the mainstream media is the number is 51.9, but that's about it. We'd like to get more information for our listeners, and that's what Anthony is going to share with us today for the non-manufacturing report on business, which really kind of blends into the manufacturing one and gives us a complete picture. Anthony, welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you. Great to be back. We enjoy having you on the show, and I'm going to let you, as I do with uh, Brad, just kind of walk through the report, and occasionally Lou and I may have a question, but go ahead and share with our listeners where we're at with the non-manufacturing report. Okay. Thank you. So when we look at the release this morning and the non-manufacturing report on business came in at 54.8, that's 2.3 percentage points down from the 57.1. Um, everyone was looking at the report uh, this morning wondering, uh, you know, why is the uh, index uh, for the composite down that 2.3 percentage points? We had a very strong uh, reading in September uh, coming from the August reading that was uh, in the low 50 percentile range. So we're looking at the 54.8. Seems to be a little bit of cooling off for the composite index. Uh, I think the takeaway on this is more of a natural regression rather than looking at a steep decline because we still reflect growth month over month for the uh, composite index. Uh, For those listeners that aren't aware of what makes up the composite index, it's uh, comprised of business activity, new orders, employment, and supply deliveries. Each is weighted equally at 25%. So continuing on as we look at the um, uh, indexes that make up the composite, Business activity came in at 57.7, down 2.6 percentage points. We've had a trend there for 87 months of growth. For that index, new orders at 57.7, down from the 60% the last month. Uh, Again, two strong readings for both business activity and new orders. Employment softened a bit, came down 4.1 percentage points from the 57.2 to the 53.1. Uh, This could be attributed to cycle time for hiring and whatnot, and as we know, the unemployment rate is on the fairly low side right now, so I think it's a combination of uh, that, uh, the cycle time, as well as uh, positions being filled, and we'll have to see how that trends out for the next few months. Supplier deliveries are continuing to slow, but at a uh, not as slow a rate. It's at 50.5, down a half a percentage point from the 51 of last month. Inventories continue to grow up ever so slightly to 52% from the 51.5. We're seeing some stronger prices this month. Uh, For non-manufacturing, which is very reliant on overland trucking, uh, which factors into total cost of ownership for products and services, we're seeing that petroleum, petroleum-based products, all tied to the price of oil. We've seen that up and down over the past several months, but we've had a little bit of an uptick for oil prices, so therefore... That's transposed into higher costs. Uh, We've had a comment uh, come in from a number of respondents in regards to what commodities are in short supply that might be affecting prices. 
We've had a labor strike um, relative to uh, avocados that has affected that uh, product category, as well as uh, we had a special question while I'm talking about prices. We had a special question this month in regards to the uh, shipping bankruptcy, the Hanjin shipping bankruptcy. And when we look at it overall, 68.5% uh, of our respondents said they were not impacted. 17.1% said there was a small but not a material impact. 6.9% said it was material but manageable impact. And 7.4% uh, uh, said they were unsure about the impact. And uh, no one said there was a large material impact um, relative to the um, shipping uh, strike. Uh, going back to the indexes, backlog remained the same at 52%. And new export orders uh, came off ever so slightly to 55.5 down from the 56.5. Imports at 53, that's up two percentage points. Our respondents indicate that's due to uh, greater demand for uh, some overseas products. And when we look at inventory sentiment, and for this industry or for this sector, I should say, what that means or what that translates to is how our respondents feel their inventories match up to their levels of business and they feel that the inventories are still a little high. Uh, I've mentioned in the past that um, respondents uh, being supply chain professionals, they always think their inventories are too high as they look at just-in-time and demand pull uh, for uh, uh, matching up their orders uh, to inventory levels. So overall, this is, uh, a, a, as you mentioned, uh, leading into the show today, that this is a, a good report. And um, uh, we'll have to see how it trends out uh, for the balance of the year, but all indications are that as we look at the, the non-manufacturing sector, uh, it's setting up pretty nicely for the fourth quarter here. Um, so we'll see uh, how it trends out. And uh, I think that... Um, in looking at what our respondents are telling us, uh, things are stable. Uh, right now, there is a bit of uncertainty surrounding what the outcome will be of the uh, upcoming presidential election. I think that's more from a psyche issue than anything else because uh, I don't see any uh, material impact happening uh, regardless of the results anytime soon. Um, some comments are relative to what's going to happen with Affordable Care Act, what's going to happen with... Uh, imports and fair trade agreements and things of that nature. So, uh, um, but quite frankly, when we look at this uh, in its entirety, the uh, economy seems to be uh, on track right now from what our respondents are telling us. Uh, and as I mentioned, um, we'll have to uh, wait and see um, how it how it finishes up. Uh, Anthony, I have a question for you, kind of a, from a 30,000-foot stance. The month of August numbers were, were really pretty poor. Uh, September came back uh, pretty strong, and, and now the numbers are good and, and very good, but they're off of, uh, obviously, September's numbers. Is this a, a trending thing that you know, things, got, things were bad and then everybody needed merchandise, inventory, placing orders, and they kind of boosted up in September, and now it's kind of, leveling off or averaging out, so to speak? That's a great question. And we have to look at August and say, okay, we had business activity in August at 51.8. We had uh, the composite. You know, the composite index was at 51.4, which was the 12-month running low. Uh, right. New orders came in also at 51.4. Uh, yet 
keep in mind as we're measuring uh, the rate of change month over month, those right. were low 50 percentile numbers still reflecting growth, just at a very slow rate of growth. So it wasn't like we experienced contraction. So, and again, even though we have seasonal adjustments in here, we're mm -hmm. talking August. August where um, people at the tail end of vacations, uh, companies have not geared quite, you know, for the balance of the year at that point mm -hmm. in time. So September comes in and we get hit with this huge uptick. And to your point and to your question, yeah, from where we were coming from, it's easy to raise the bar. But again, the baseline changes each month. So now right. as we're in these strong numbers of September, now we get to October. And there's a little cooling off there. However, again, the baseline had moved to a higher level. So now that we have this bit of leveling off, this cooling off, still at a much higher rate when you think about it as that baseline's mm -hmm. moving mm -hmm. to where we are mm -hmm. in October now. So everything that we see here at All Metals and Forge Group um, in the manu from the manufacturing side, um, things are beginning to seem a lot stronger this um, uh, the beginning of this month, and uh, more commitments and people saying, "Oh, they're they're going to release the order." And I think that that was even one of your uh, respondent comments that it's the releasing of uh, orders uh, that haven't quite happened yet. Um, we, we had one situation just briefly. Uh, it was a rather sizable order, and the order was placed, and uh, it took uh, six weeks to negotiate the, uh, uh, the letter of credit. So uh, I don't know if that was purposeful or if people are still kind of wanting to hold on to the dollar before they make the ultimate uh, commitment. But we, too, see a significant change, and I think that we're going to wind up uh, finishing the year rather strong. Well, that's, the a, that's a great observation. Side. Yeah, and I think manufacturing has always been, uh, as I see it, from uh, and, and focusing mostly on the non-manufacturing sector, Manufacturing has always led when it comes to upticks in business. It led coming out of the recession. It led going into the recession, going back to, you know, 2006, 2007. Um, yeah. And I see that it's more forward in regards to, even though it's a smaller percentage of contribution to GDP, it definitely uh, gives the uh, the leading insight as to, to what really is happening in the economy. So, meanwhile, the... Uh, the manufacturing sector, which purportedly represents a third of our GDP, uh, why, why are they treated manufacturing anyway? Treated as a, a stepchild when it comes to uh, Washington. I don't want to talk politics, but I got to throw my jab in. Well, yeah, I can tell you, I feel like the redheaded stepchild in non-manufacturing because when uh, all the reports come out each month. Uh, and when I see the, the media reporting on things, they tend to focus more on the manufacturing side than on the non-manufacturing side. And uh, even though it is less of a contribution to GDP, uh, as I mentioned, it's it's so focused in, in output and what's really happening uh, in regards to uh, that specific area that, that it, it's easy to, to shine the light on it versus 
non-manufacturing, which is all over the board. It's so eclectic with so many different companies comprised right. of you know various industries that go for everything from soup to nuts. Right, right. So we're both feeling like stepchildren when it comes to Washington <laughs> looking to take care of the people. Right. Well, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out and how it works for all of them uh, in the uh, next, uh, you know, on election day. We'll see how that yeah, plays out. They're, they're both important sectors for sure. Um, you know, it's definitely uh, uh, how 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 both sectors go. They're, they they usually are lockstep, uh, one trailing the other. But for the most part. Uh, their lockstep um, in regards to what's what's happening uh, as far as business conditions and the overall economy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anthony, in terms of uh, the non-manufacturing uh, sector, we know that depending on who's measuring it, manufacturing is either 11 to 12 percent or as high as 31 to 33 percent, somewhere in that range. What, what's non-manufacturing generally categorized as a percentage of GDP? Uh, it's we we tend to think of it depending on you know who you ask, but we tend to think of it being greater than eighty percent. Some have it even higher than that, up to you know eighty five, uh, north of eighty five percent. But I always like to say it's more around the eighty twenty. Okay, okay. Well, I think that's probably a fair representation. Looking at retail, I know that uh, last year retail thought they were going to have a strong year. Not sure it materialized. Uh, same the, the prior couple of years. Uh, what is retail kind of projecting for this year, since that's part of the non-manufacturing sector? Well, you know that's that's a that's a great question, and we actually have the semi-annual report uh, coming out um, early December, uh, kind of post Thanksgiving, but get definitely before uh, the, the total holiday season kicks in. And I think the expectations on retail have been so high uh, or so optimistic the past few years that anything short of those expectations has been seen as less than uh, uh, positive. And I think that, um, you know, we've not had – I think last year we actually had greater consumer confidence than we did in prior years. And I I still think right now um, there's no telltale sign of yet what the predictions are. I think there's – some good expectations, but right now I do not have any forecast information in regards to uh, retail trade. Okay. Probably too early yet. Yeah, I don't know if they're ordering heavier this year in terms of uh, imports from overseas or just what uh, is up for this holiday yeah, season. So we'll... Go ahead. I, wonder, I, wonder what, I wonder what the... Uh, uh, the bankruptcy, the shipping bankruptcy, is going to have on uh, goods coming in from uh, Asia, coming into the United States for the Christmas holidays, because they have that many less boats on the water, and it's it's getting difficult to get boats because the economy has been down not only here but in China, and they've taken a lot of boats offline, and now as it's, now as the bankruptcy, there there are lots of shortages in terms of availability of boats. Uh, This could uh, play into retail nightmare here in the U.S. It could be, but there's always been workarounds. You know, we had the the Long Beach, uh, the port strike there. Um, Things were rerouted. 
um, it wasn't so much as uh, availability as it was um, uh, delivery time and cycle time for those deliveries. So I think, um, you know, right now from what our respondents are telling us, it's not had the material impact that we thought it might. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in retrospect, when it first hit the uh, the news wire, it was out there, and then it kind of dissipated rather quickly. Uh, then it surfaced again briefly, and then it dissipated again. So I think time will tell in that regard. Uh, but uh, right now, what our respondents are telling us, it's not having uh, the overall impact that uh, uh, we might think it has. Uh, the L.A. port strike uh, actually, you know, it ran for about eight months. And near the end, it was costing uh, $3 billion a day in lost revenues in the United States So until they finally uh, came to a solution. So uh, that, whether the media picked up on it uh, appropriately or not, is, uh, is uh, debatable. Uh, but the number, as I recall, it was $3, million, $3 billion a day, particularly on the yeah, West Coast. Uh, definitely was a was a cost impact there, and and uh, it's it's great that you brought that up because uh, the one thing was yeah there was logistics uh, logistical workarounds, but there was definitely a cost factor to it. Uh, it cost uh, not not just in the uh, the cost of uh, the labor, but the overland trucking, the rerouting, uh, everything was just it was a huge sure. impact in that regard. Well, we don't have to worry about that for a couple of years until that contract runs out again. <clears throat> yeah. Well, they're, they're already working on the renegotiation. Uh, Anthony, in terms of mining, I know if I have my uh, information right that the four largest mining companies in the U.S. all sit in bankruptcy at the moment. Uh, what is that sector reporting? Because that's part of your non-manufacturing report, is it not? Yes, it is, and uh, that's a great question because uh, for the bat for most of the year, that industry has really held back um, a good portion of the non-manufacturing. It's always finished at the bottom rung in regards to uh, uh, contraction, not having any growth. And as I look at this month uh, again, there, you know, if you look at it from a composite perspective, they're contracting uh, as far as business activity. Uh, you know they're they're reporting uh, contraction, uh, and the same thing they've they've continued to be uh, either at the bottom or near the bottom as in regards to industries in the non-manufacturing sector. Uh, regarding that, I, I have a question about why is manufacturing in not uh, I'm sorry mining in the non-manufacturing report? Why is it not in the manufacturing report? Uh, that's a great question. I, I uh, you know, you see construction in there too. I can kind of get my yeah. head around construction a little better, but uh, since it's not really producing or or, or uh, a production of anything, I think mining is uh, maybe the way they look at it is a little bit similar to construction that um, it's not really producing uh, where you're taking components and making finished product like you see in manufacturing. It's more of a you know, excavation of raw material, and then it's being moved out. Uh, construction is, uh, you know, more of a finished goods, uh, you know, being assembled versus actually producing anything. So I think maybe that might be the rationale behind why they have mining in a services industry, because 
it's typically um, you know labor and, and machines moving stuff and not necessarily producing anything. I hate to do this to you, Anthony, but where is oil and gas located in all of this? That's a good question, but aren't they changing and transposing that? Uh, usually oil and gas, they're taking it and refining it into a finished product. I'll let you have it. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, we can rationalize anything if we try hard enough, right? <laughs> right. I'll let you win that one. Well, Anthony, we certainly appreciate you being on Manufacturing Talk Radio again. This is, again, a very valuable report that the Institute of Supply Management puts out every month. It's available on their website at the Institute for Supply Management.org uh, under their news section, news and reports. So we encourage our listeners to go there and pull the full report and read through it. Uh, Anthony, thanks for being with us again. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Look forward to the next time. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.